But today, we go into the second charge in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. There's a song, and lots of people have recorded it. Probably the most famous is, is Garth Brooks. It was called the Cowboy Song, and the song starts out like this. And I'm not going to sing it. This is my cowboy poetry. It says, pushing horns weren't easy like the movie said it was. And I don't recall no dance hall girls or hotel rooms with rugs. You, walked, you worked hot and tired and nasty and rode your pony's head too low. And there were all those nights you couldn't sleep because it was too damn cold. Now, if you've ever cowboyed for a living or worked on, on an outfit or anything like that, and I don't care if you're a farmer or a rancher, that about sums it up right there. Boy, the movies will glamorize stuff and, and everything like that. And I think, you know, our veterans probably know that better than anybody when they see war movies and everything, that they're like, it wasn't like that at all. Not at all. Well, cowboying wasn't like that either. You know, not, not everybody carried a gun and could shoot straight and everything, and not every loop fell exactly where it was. And did any of y'all cowboys ever watch and, and, and yell at the TV screen, go, get out of their mouths, man, give that guy some rain. They've always got those horses' heads pulled up like this, and their stirrups are always this much too short. Makes me so mad. And every horse whinnies when it takes off. <laughs> it's hard to watch. Hard to watch. But being a cowboy isn't easy. I was talking to a lady the other day, and she was telling me her cowboy wreck. They got a horse, and it, uh, something happened, and it blew up, and run her over and knocked a tooth out and I sent her to the hospital and everything like that. She looked at me and she goes, how do y'all do it? I was like, do what? She goes, that happens to y'all every day. She says, I was in bed for a week and it just happened once and that happens to y'all all the time. And I said, it doesn't hurt us anymore or any less. You just have to get up and go on because you don't have a choice. I mean, I guess you do, but when, when it's your livelihood... You just get up and go. You know, a lot of people would describe a cowboy, and we've described a cowboy as this. Courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. Isn't that what you visualize when you think of the essence of the, of the cowboy? Courage, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, truth. Man, those are some powerful words. But ask any cowboy that's done it for a living, and he would probably describe himself not as that, but as tired, hurting, sunburnt, windburnt, calloused, restless, and absolutely happy. How can that be? How can you describe yourself with all these words like tired and hurting and sunburnt? You can't move at night. You know, you can't... You, to get out of the bed in the morning is more like, you know, undoing a kinky extension cord or something and you walk around like you're 800 years old. And how could you be happy with that? The mornings don't start at 8 o'clock in the morning and the weekday doesn't end Friday at 5 you cowboy for a living. If I could describe what it takes to be a cowboy, a real cowboy, it would be this. If you want to go to work on a ranch, and I learned this the hard way, 
You know, I mean, my dad worked for the Rocker B Ranch and I lived out there, but you know, it was just kind of, you did what, and, and happy Father's Day, Dad, he's watching with my 90-year-old grandmother in Fort Stockton this morning, and hi, Grand, I love you, and uh, you know, I, I lived out there and you just kind of got to play cowboy with Dad, but boy, when you get hired on an outfit, it is all day, every day. And there is no, Dad, I'm tired, can I stay in? I think the one, maybe two words, it just depends on how you uh, categorize this word. If you want to be a cowboy, you've got to be all in. There is no, you know, well, I'm going to be a cowboy today, but I'm not going to be a cowboy tomorrow. I'll be a cowboy this afternoon or on the weekends. If you want to be a cowboy and you want to work on an outfit, you've got to be all in. There can be no hesitation, there can be... Nothing else. you got to commit to it fully. You know, speaking of Dad and the Rocker B, <laughs> I, I talked to him this morning whenever I told him Happy Father's Day, and he just busted out laughing when I told him I was going to tell this story. They were, and, uh, they were building fence. And, there, and there's, a, there's a term we use down there in Texas called slick rock. And what slick rock is, is, you know, it's just a flat pasture and you'll be going along and then all of a sudden, it'll be just like somebody poured concrete. Bigger than this building in places. And it's just flat rock. Solid. Well, guess where their fence went? Right across one, I mean, it, it's, it's inevitable. You know, there could be one little spot this big and you'd have to dig a post hole right there. And so they were digging post holes and everything and they were getting to this slick rock and everything. And... Um, Dad pulled up there and the ranch manager, they were putting cross ties in as braces and everything. And they were still on, before they got to the slick rock, the slick rock was going to be tomorrow. And so the, the ranch manager told my dad, he's like, you know what, I changed my mind. I don't want to put a cross tie in right there. I want to put a three inch piece of pipe and I want to seam in it in before we go across that slick rock just to be, you know, on the safe side. And he said, Paul, why don't you get that cross tie out of the hole and... Put it on your truck and let's put a piece of pipe in there. So dad said, okay. So he went and got this cross tie. You know, cross ties, if you don't know what it is, we're talking about a railroad tie. And they're about yay big. And, and depending on what time of day it is, early in the morning, they probably weigh around 100 pounds. Around 5 o'clock, they weigh 500 pounds. And so this was towards the end of the day. And dad had his flatbed truck and he pulls up there. And he gets the cross tie, and picking one of those things up out of a dirt hole, I don't know what it is about a dirt hole, but the dirt reaches in and grabs it and doesn't want to let go. And so dad picks it up like that, and he sets it on the ground, and then he gets another hole, and he picks it up like this, and he goes to turn, and he steps in the hole while he was holding this big cross tie, and he falls right on the edge of the angle iron on the flatbed truck holding that cross tie and broke about four ribs. So he heard them go crunch. He got the cross tie on there. And then you spend the next hour trying to walk around like nothing's wrong. I'm good. Everything's good. Uh, uh. Especially when nobody's looking. You're only tough when people are watching. When and I, Dad, I don't care what you say. When you got in that truck, you went, oh, "It hurts," because I'm your son and I do the same thing. Well, actually, I'd call my wife first, honey. I broke my rib. 
I got sung by a scorpion one time. You know what the only thing worse than getting sung by a scorpion is? Watching yourself get sung by a scorpion. I picked up this piece of wood and this scorpion came up and it was like in slow motion. I couldn't let go of the piece of wood fast enough. No! And I watched it sting me right on the cuticle. That scorpion died a horrible death. And it hurt so bad. And so I walked inside the house. And Christy's in there. She's in her blue kitchen just you know, doing what Christy does. And I walk in there and I just stand there. She's like, hey. I'm like, hey. She said, what you doing? What's the matter? Nothing. She goes, why are you all white? Honey, it hurts. It hurts right here. It's stung me. And then Griffin came in. And I'm like, but I squashed it. And I, I just doesn't feel anything. <laughs> Scorpion. <laughs> Why don't you go to your room? Why? Just go to your room, son. Honey, <laughs> it hurts. Make it stop. It got me right there. Look at the little white dot. White dot hurts. <laughs> so, Dad, I know you did that too. There's nothing you can say about it right now. He got up the next morning, and and I asked him this this morning because I was living there. He got up the next morning, and it looked like somebody had just taken a black paintbrush and just wore him out with it all over his ribs right there. And I said, Dad, why don't you tell them that you don't probably need to be doing much of anything except maybe cutting wire or something. He goes, nope. He said, I signed on to this outfit, not just for the good days, but for every day. And so he got this back brace on and he punched it up and he whined a little bit. And I said, how's it feel now? And I went and started the truck for him. (laughs) Quickly, quickly. But you know one thing I can say about my dad? I don't know if he's tough or just dumb. Maybe a little bit of both. I think all cowboys have some of that in them. you got to be dumb to be that tough. But you know what? Dad, you were all in. And I learned a lot about my Christian life from that right there. Of being all in. The second cowboy charge found in Luke 9.23 and 9.24 is, you'll have to take up your cross. Now we've all heard that verse before, you must take up your cross. Well, what does that mean? Because it's been, you know, the religiosity people have dug it into us that, oh, you've got to crucify yourself, and then they go into that other crap, and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Let me tell you what take up your cross really means. When when a man is sentenced to die on the cross, the Romans made him carry the cross piece just like they made Jesus. I mean, everybody's heard the story or something. You know, they sentenced Jesus to die. They're going to hang him on a cross. They make him carry the cross piece up there. And so you're carrying that cross piece. And you know what? When people saw somebody being led by a bunch of Roman soldiers and they were carrying this big cross tie... There was no doubt as the outcome of what was going to happen to that fella. 
It was a death sentence. They didn't have to say, I wonder what's going to happen, because they knew. They knew exactly what was going to happen to that fella. He was going to die. There was no doubt about who he was. In some form or fashion, he had made the Romans really, really mad. And they was going to kill him. They might not know the details, but they knew who he was. There was no doubt what he stood for. Usually the people that the Romans killed, you know, I mean, they stood in opposition to Roman law in some form or fashion. That's why they were going to die. And there was no doubt, when that guy was carrying that cross piece, he was all in. No doubt about it. He was all in. That's what take up your cross every day means. Jesus wants you to be all in. He doesn't want you to be, you know, just just a, a little bit. He wants you to be all in every single day. Jared, could you come up here, please? <laughs> no, it's, it's easy. It's easy. Jared's one of the biggest and strongest men I know. What's stronger, Jared, your right or left hand? Right arm or left arm? Right. Hold it out to your side, please. Do me a favor. Hold that pin right there. He's a strong guy. He can do it. But there was no doubt as to the outcome of somebody that was... What are y'all laughing? You're doing good. There was no doubt as to the outcome of what that guy carrying the cross was going to do. He was going to die. There was no doubt of who he was. There was no doubt of what he stood for. And there was no doubt that whether he liked it or not, he was all in. Most people, probably just the religious hypocrites to be exact will tell you that your cross is a burden you must carry every day. It is your burden to carry. But you know what? I don't necessarily think that's true. It is your burden to carry. Because that's what man is saying. What does God say about the burden that we must carry? In Matthew chapter 11... You doing okay? In Matthew chapter 11, verse 29 through 30... Jesus himself says, accept my teaching, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit. You doing okay? Okay. Your arm getting tired? Okay. All right. I'm going to start over. Um, I know how long-winded you are already. (laughs) (laughs) Accept my teaching and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will be able to get some rest. Now, does that sound like Jesus is going to work you like a plow mule? He just said, accept my teaching, learn from me, I am gentle and humble in spirit, and I will be able to get you some rest. Now, do you need some rest? I think so. Yes, the teaching that I ask you to accept is easy. The load I give you to carry is light. Just like in Exodus 12... Exodus 12 is about Moses, and they're in this big battle with some like a Malchablats, that's how you pronounce those words in the Old Testament. you got to roll your tongue and spit. But just like in that, but you know what? Ask Jared, look at him. Even a light load can become heavy at times. But in Exodus 12, whenever they were going through the battle... When Moses held his hand up, 
they won. And when his hands started to fall, they started to fail. So they got a rock for him to sit on. And Aaron and another guy went behind Moses. And even though Jared's arm, it's kind of starting to do this a little bit. And he's a strong fella. Now it's easy. Because it doesn't matter how light the burden is unless we allow Jesus Christ to help us hold it up. The burden is too heavy for anybody, no matter how light it is or how heavy it is. We must take that. Thank you, Jared. We must take that light load, that burden that is so heavy. We may have to carry it, but Jesus does all the heavy lifting. Remember what my dad said? He said, I signed on to this outfit every day. Not just on the easy days. And that's what Jesus said too. He said, you'll have to take up your cross every day. He didn't say, you'll have to take up your cross on Sundays. He didn't say you'll have to take up your cross uh, during church. He didn't say that you'll have to take up your cross um, on, on Wednesday night Bible study. He didn't say you have to take up your cross when you pray. He didn't say that you have to take up your cross during um, bad times when you've made a bunch of mistakes and you're asking God to fix everything. He said, you must take up your cross every single day. Every day. He said, up here, he says, the teaching that I ask you to accept is easy. He said, say no to yourself. Don't worry about what you think. Think about what I think because I know the only true way to happiness and I've explained it in the cowboy manual, oftentimes called the Bible. But like last week, we talked about, do you pick and choose what you follow? Because we pick out the easy things that come naturally for us. Oh, I can do that. You betcha. But that denying yourself, oh no, we're not going to do that part. We pick and choose and then we wonder why everything's gone to crap. You've got to follow everything he says all the time. And the first thing he says, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to ride with me, you must deny yourself. Quit thinking about yourself so much. Look at things through God's eyes, not through your own. Quit taking things so personal. And he says, you must take up your cross every day. If someone were to see you or know you, let me ask you a couple of questions. If someone were to see you or know you, does the cross you bear... Tell others all they need to know about you? Think about that. Would there be, if somebody were to see you walking down the street, does the cross you bear, would there be any doubt as to where you are heading? Or would there be a doubt? Would people not know? Is there a doubt as to who you are when you walk down the street or your friends? Is there any doubt as to who you are? Are people surprised when you tell them you're a Christian? Are people shocked when they say, I didn't know you were a Christian? 
That's the worst thing anybody can say about you. That ought to break your heart. Is there any doubt as to what you stand for? Are you wishy-washy? Do you jump that fence whenever it's convenient? I mean, we all do it. But are you jumping more than you're staying on the right side of it? Or do you try to walk so close that you're scarred up from the barbed wire? Would there be any doubt if somebody were to see you walking down the street, would there be any doubt as to where you're headed? Would there be any doubt as to who you are? Would there be any doubt as to what you stand for? Is there any doubt as to who you ride for? Are you all in? Are you all in? It really is that easy of a question to ask. Jesus said you cannot serve two masters. You're either all in or you're not. And there is no middle ground, folks. There is no middle ground. Now don't forget the first part. You must deny yourself, take up your cross every day. Because this whole sermon series is called The Cowboy Charge. And we're saddling up to make a charge on the gates of hell. And we're going to do our best to spread the gospel so that we can fill heaven up to overflowing. So that none may perish. That all might live forever. And God has called you to do it. That's why you're here. Not to sit here and listen to me talk. He's called you to be a disciple. He's called you to ride for Him. And you've got a responsibility in sharing the Word of God. Most of the time it's just through Jesus living in you, not preaching a sermon or leading a Bible study or anything like that. It's in your everyday lives. We're saddling up for the charge. Denying yourself or being able to say no to yourself is saddling your horse. But just saddling your horse does no good if you don't cinch it down tight. You cinch it down tight by going it all in. Every day. Pushing horns weren't easy like the movie said it was. And I don't recall no dance hall girls or hotel rooms with rugs. You worked hot and tired and nasty and rode your pony's head too low. And there were all those nights you couldn't sleep. Because it was too dang cold. Next week, we learn how two little words will change your life forever if you allow them to.